From the CISO series. Nope. Wrong button, lady. All right. Good morning, folks. Today is Worldwide Wednesday, May 31st, last day of May. So say goodbye to that one. Welcome to episode number 377 of Simply Cyber's Daily Cyber Threat Brief Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Gerald Dozier, and over the next 45 minutes, me, you, Philip Martin, Dwayne Williams, John Bruno, Subaru, Matthew Necci, Anthony Richardson, Haircut Fish, Brian Peak, and so many more of the Simply Cyber community, including the squad members, Team Live, are going to be shredding the top, <laughs> are going to be shredding the top cyber news stories of the day and i'll be giving my expert opinion and analysis on each of those stories on what it means to you as a practitioner or if you're looking to break in the industry you're going to get massive value here believe that so settle in we got a great show for you but before we get into the top news before we tear the lid off of several chat gpt stories i want to say shout out and love to the stream sponsor starting with my good friend panopsi security panops actually you know what we'll do panopsi security at the mid-roll because barricade currently has the mid-roll, so it would be kind of silly to do barricade and barricade. Okay. As I was, I'd like to say shout out and thanks to the stream sponsors, Barricade Cyber Solutions. Guys, Eric Taylor, the gang over there, Barricade Cyber Solutions, they're dedicated to helping businesses recover from cyber techs and recover from the damage done. Cyber techs can cause massive issues for businesses and send dedicated, hardworking business owners into absolute turmoil. I would argue that turmoil is an understatement. I'm talking like deer in the headlights. Business owners, it doesn't make sense. I don't, why can't I work? What is this ransomware? Make it stop, make it stop, make it stop. How do you do that? You call Barricade Cyber Solutions. They're like digital firefighters. They come in, they help out. They can mitigate the damage done by cyber incidents. Consider doing yourself a favor and proactively contact them before your network gets nuked. Check them out at barricadecyber.com. Links in the description below. Also, shout out and love to XM Cyber, the exposure management company, bringing on CTEM, the new, new area inside of information security, an evolution, if you will. Organizations are overwhelmed by thousands of exposures, literally, across cloud and on-prem environments on a monthly basis. So efficiently reducing risk is an almost impossible task. Literally impossible. Thousands every month. Discover the most critical threats and practical tips on how to actually overcome remediation fatigue and make cyber risk reduction impacts for your organization instead of just playing whack-a-mole with vulnerabilities, misconfigurations, mismanaged creds. Check out a new approach to efficiently reducing these risks with XM Cyber's 2023 State of Exposure Management Report. I'm telling you, it's worth your time. Go to the description below, click on the link for XM Cyber's report, read it, and you know, better yourself. Like it's it's a great report, a lot of good um, metrics and intel in there, and I love it. All right, and also Panopsi, but we'll talk about them at the mid-roll. If you're live here, I see 131 of you. Those are rookie numbers. We need to pump those numbers. 
we are going to be doing Worldwide Wednesday, my Team Live friends, so I can't wait for that. But drop a link in chat, hashtag Team Live if you're live. Remember, each episode of the Daily Cyber Threat Brief is worth half a CPE. One half CPE, two and a half a week, 10 a month on average. Say what's up and uh, get those CPEs. If you're watching on replay, holla, 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 hashtag Team Replay. We got the sound effects back today, Team Replay, so stay tuned to see what we got. Plus, I got a new sounder on the board. I'll preview that a little bit later. If you are Team Hybrid, you got here late and you're double-timing to catch up to the live show, or you have to leave early and you're going to catch the end on replay, hashtag Team Hybrid in the chat. Let us see you out there. And then my favorite, if you're socially shy, not sure what to do, your first time here and you're like, why are all these people so active in chat? What's up with that? Type in hashtag passive observer. Take your first step to socially networking within a professional community. You will be absolutely pumped at, at some point. Like you're like, oh, I don't get this professional networking thing. Believe me, start doing it. Connect with people. Simply Cyber Community Challenge. But here, say hashtag passive observer and we will say what's up. Now, every Wednesday, if you're new here, Who's, we got Bloxy. What's Bloxy about? Hey, Bloxy. Team, first time here on and watching live? Yeah, Bloxy. Love it, love it, love it. So Bloxy's in for a treat. Every single Wednesday, we do something special called Worldwide Wednesday. And I'm super pumped to share with you that Worldwide Wednesday, just this segment, is sponsored. And I, I really appreciate ACI Learning. For doing that. Worldwide Wednesday is presented by IT Pro TV, now IT Pro from ACI Learning, the international online training solution that professionals in audit, cyber, and IT turn to for binge worthy content. Use promo code SimplyCyber30 to get 30% off your first month or first year, unless you're a first responder, teacher, or military veteran, which you'll get 60%. Do not use my code SimplyCyber30. Use whatever code it is that there is one for 60% off. So um, definitely get those savings. And I'm telling you, check out this platform, IT Pro. You can see the link here. Uh, I'll drop the link in chat. This is for Simply Cyber if you want to get my 30% discount. It's a great platform, a wonderful platform. If, if time is an asset you don't have a lot of and you need to get trained up quick, this is an excellent option, right? There's a lot, do the free stuff first, right? But the free stuff takes time to curate and align. If you spend a couple bucks, you get it all kind of curated for you. And ACI Learning, I'm very proud to be affiliated with. All right, guys, so Worldwide Wednesday, Bloxy, settle in. What we do every Wednesday, I'm gonna play Daft Punk around the world. You're gonna tell me where you're at. I'm gonna fill this map out. We're gonna see if in two minutes we can, um, we, it, Oh, Verify Pass. See, thank you, Bloxy. Look at Bloxy's first time here dropping knowledge on us. All right, so settle in, everybody. We're going to play Daft Punk, and we're going to see if we can go around the world. Ready? Let me cue this up for two minutes. Fastest two minutes. All right, guys. Where are you at? Let's do it. India's in the house. Very nice. Queens, New York in the house. Representing NYC. Flowrider. Canada. What's up, Maple Leafs? Hey, Bob Beach. I see you, Indianapolis. Maryland. Omaha, baby. Ohio. Detroit's up in here. North Kakalaka. Australia on the East Coast. My man. Michigan's up in here. UP. Afghanistan representing. Nice. Louisiana. Whoop, whoop. Garden State. DR in the house. Leonardo, my man. I'll get to that in a second. Poland. 
We got Europe online. Very nice, Europe. What's up, Greece? I see you. I see you, Greece. Ohio, South Africa, bring in Africa online. We got Africa, people. Let's get our South America friends in the in the in the mix here. UK's in the house. Very nice mods. Thank you. Zimbabwe represent. Yes, Zimbabwe. Charlotte, Massachusetts. My man, Jamie Fleck. What's up? Charleston in the low country, Ashlyn. I see you, Bridgetown, Barbados. Someone's gonna have to show me where Barbados is on a map. Austin, Texas. Yes, Brandon. What's up, dude? All right. I see Honduras, Poland, Jamaica. Jamaica me crazy. Am I right? Okay. That was a little, that was a little bad. Uh, I'll come back for Jamaica. Chechia, Peru. Oh, we've got boom, baby. South America online. Chechia coming on, coming online. Ah, Chechia. There you are. Pakistan. Very nice. I love it. Barbados, Sweden. Big, you big, tall country. Ethiopia. Medina, are you in Ethiopia? We'll bring it online. Yes, this is straight fire, everybody. Woo! I'm telling you, that is the fastest two minutes of the day. Morocco's in the house. Holy crap. Africa's coming correct. Wow. Uh, Barbados. Um, where's Barbados? Nepal? Nepal? Holy crap. We got Nepal in here? I don't even know if I can get to Nepal on this map. Nepal is tiny, right? Yeah, Nepal is wicked tiny. I don't think I can get it, but we'll we'll know it's there. Thank you, Nepal. That's crazy. Three uh, X, yeah. Mexico? Did we have Mexico? Barbados, Jamaica's in here. See, like the map, it gets so tiny. Puerto Rico. All right. Hey, uh, I know the DR is in here. Leonardo, he's a regular, so let's mark it. All right, y'all. I want us between India and China. Oh, there it is. Thank you. All right, y'all. Hey, guys, I really had a lot of fun with that. Thank you so very much, everybody, for showing up. We totally ran the world. So, Bloxy, this is what we do. This is the Simply Cyber Community. International, straight crushing it. Belgium's in the house. Normally, I would say we're done already, but you know what? I love beer, and Belgium's, you know, got it in spades. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. Oh, Brazil? Oh, oh, I see. French Guiana, Guyana. Very familiar with that. Venezuela. Brazil's a pretty large country, Sean Washington. All right, guys. Thank you all very much for going around the world. Thank you, ACI Learning, for sponsoring that segment. That was a buttload of fun. But now it's time to do some work, everybody. Oh, I know, I know. But stay tuned. We've got a live premiere. we got a live premiere right after the show ends. And I've got a special um, limited-run series project that I'm doing that I completely spaced and forgot to tell you about. And the first episode is today. So stay tuned for that at the end. But right now, sit back, relax. And let's rip through the top cyber news of the day. Whoops. Hold on, what the crap? Oh, it's <laughs> it's on uh, Mix or Shuffle. The series, it's cybersecurity headlines. Yeah, nobody got time for shuffling. It's Wednesday, May 31st, 2023. 
Leading experts warn of risk of extinction from AI. Yep. On Tuesday, AI experts issued a dire warning saying, quote, mitigating the risk of extinction from AI should be a global priority alongside other societal scale risks such as pandemics and nuclear war, end quote. Sam Altman, CEO of OpenAI, and Jeffrey Hinton, also known as the godfather of AI who recently left Google, were among the hundreds to sign the statement posted on the Center for AI Safety's website. The call for AI guardrails has intensified as companies have rushed to adopt the new tech. This point was underscored Tuesday when chipmaker NVIDIA briefly became worth over $1 trillion after share prices surged due to its AI advances. All right. Couple things. One, I believe this, okay? So I know it sounds hyperbolic to say extinction level risks, but guys, like with all due respect, and I got flamed by a, uh, a, a, a team replay person at one point when I, like when this first started breaking ChatGPT a few months ago, I used the Ed 209 from Robocop scene and they're like, oh, you're, you're, you're ridiculous, Jerry. Okay, it's hyperbolic, but if we're putting more and more uh, dependencies on AI, then, you know, it, it could lead to, you know, quote unquote extinction. I don't, I don't think I see, you know, well, okay. So a couple things here, right? First of all, the movie war games, 1983, Matthew Broderick, literally where this sound effect comes from. That was Joshua. Joshua is an AI. Joshua could launch nuclear intercontinental ballistic missiles, right? This is 1983. And we were talking about AI causing, causing, you know, basically thermonuclear warfare, mass extinction, right? So the idea of <clears throat> extinction from AI is not a new idea. It's not a novel idea. It's just very, it's just very germane right now because AI is out of control. Now, I, I want to share, I guess, kind of a, a, a dark thought Okay, and please, uh, this would be a, um, this would be a, what do they call those things? Uh, a tinfoil hat moment. So squad members, please get your tinfoil hat. Doink, 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 doink. Okay. We've seen <clears throat> dystopian AI stuff in Terminator series, in The Matrix, etc. Here's the deal. Okay. Even if everybody agreed, right? Like, Think of ultimate, like the ultimate, right? Everybody in the world agrees that AI is a risk and needs to have guardrails. Here's the thing. It is too, I'm, and this isn't even a cyber story. So like, you know, go get a cup of coffee, you know, if you want. But AI is such a powerful tool. It's such a powerful technology. It, and I, like I said, we live in the age of AI. This is the dawn of the AI age. People look back and be like, oh yeah, it's always been AI. I can't imagine life without it. It's like a nuclear weapon, okay, in the 1940s. Like, it, even if everybody agrees it could lead to mass extinction, it's too powerful a weapon for a nation state to be like, oh, you know what? We're going to back off of it because another nation is going to continue to pursue it for a technological advantage right it's i mean it's not exactly a weapon system but like when two when two you know nation states compete against each other for land for resources for whatever whoever has the more technically advanced weapon system typically wins okay and i, I know this sounds a little hyperbolic but like world war ii right like J japan had an amazing navy right 
and aircraft carriers, which allowed them to deploy planes and have air superiority much further than the Allied powers, right? And it was a massive advantage, okay? And then the United States gets aircraft carriers near the end, you know, et cetera. So, like, it's just AI is too powerful for everyone to agree to stop using it because somebody's not going to agree or someone's going to agree in, in principle and then in the background secretly work on it, which means if our adversaries are secretly working on AI, well, then we need to secretly work on AI too. And then basically nobody is not working on AI. So, so do you see what I'm saying? Like the genie's out of the bottle. It's it's too powerful and too too strong for 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 somebody to say, hey, we're not going to do it because what everybody's going to say is, let's say we're not doing it and then keep doing it. That way we have a technical advantage over our adversaries and we can, you know, whatever, move faster, get better resources, whatever. So, and, and please, can we not, um, can we not um, like identify the, some of the values like, yeah, Terminator and all this stuff, but like, think about like how AI might be able to help us like, farm better or better allocate resources or do supply chain better or secure code better or do a million things in a better way. You know what I mean? So I don't know what it's going to turn into, um, you know, but I don't think AI just like takes over. It, 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 I don't know. I don't know. We could talk more about it. It's not really InfoSec. Hackers demand $3 million from Scandinavian Airlines. Hacker group Anonymous Sudan have escalated their ransom demand up to $3 million to halt distributed denial of service attacks on Scandinavian Airlines websites. Despite claiming to be politically motivated hacktivists, Anonymous Sudan is clearly not above resorting to using extortion tactics for financial gain. The hacker said on their Telegram channel that the airline services have been paralyzed for more than five days. The airline acknowledged that it's working to fix the issues in its website and mobile app. However, its site appears to be up and running as of Tuesday. All right. Okay, so Anonymous Sudan... Remember, Anonymous is a hacktivist collective. So, you know, anyone can, like, anyone can be, Anonymous is like, like, okay, so let's take a minute here. First of all, oh, uh, L. Scott, hold on, we got gifted subs coming in here. L. Scott Munoz, thank you, L. Scott. Be sure to pick up those memberships. Good job, Ghost Rash, Chris K. Hall, Adam Novak. Thank you so much for the gifted subs. Okay, so guys, here's the deal. Uh, when we talk about threat actors, and this is like a little bit of a lesson learned for people who are breaking in or new to the industry. When we talk about threat actors, there's like nation state level threat actors, there's cyber criminals, and these are the ones that we normally think of. But there is another um, facet called hacktivism, and they appear very much similar to cyber criminals, except they're they're motivated by some ideology. Now, for anonymous Sudan to be demanding $3 million from Scandinavian airlines, that's a little less ideologically motivated and straight up cyber crime. So this right here is actually counter to the kind of mission that anonymous has said. Now you got to remember anonymous um, is a hacker collective. So it doesn't have like, I mean, it, it did back in the day have like, um, uh, you know, management, but now like any kind of group of people can gather together and call themselves anonymous, right? In this case, anonymous Sudan, they've been doing a denial of service attack on Scandinavian airlines for whatever reason. Um, and they're demanding money to stop the denial of service. 
it's reporting that Scandinavian Airlines are actually already uh, back up and running. So let, let's actually just take a look. Um, the only thing, a denial, a denial of service attacks are good, but you have to keep going. Yet you can't stop, right? I can book a Scandinavian Airline right now, flight. So anonymous Sudan, you busted. Like you're not getting your $3 million and... This is the challenge with denial of service. There's defensive techniques around it. You have to maintain it. Like I always refer to denial of service attacks as like opening a fire hydrant um, and like trying to walk to the fire hydrant with the water spraying on you, right? Like it's very difficult. You might touch the fire hydrant and then get blown back for a second, but the person has to hold the wrench and hold it and like, you know, shaking, holding it open to let the water out. And the second they let go, it, it snaps shut and the denial of service attack is over. That's what's going on here. So it's very difficult to maintain that, okay? Um, so Anonymous Sudan, not getting paid. And again, very odd that it doesn't align with their ideology of what anonymous hacktivism is supposed to do. Um, so normally I would say you should bookmark this so you have a great like hacktivist um, case study available. But uh, unfortunately, this is... This is like a wolf in sheep's clothing. This is cybercrime, not necessarily, or this is financially motivated cybercrime. Theranos founder turns herself in for 11-year prison term. Coffee cup cheers, Jeff. Theranos Elizabeth Holmes has turned herself in for an 11-year prison sentence after being indicted on charges of defrauding investors in her failed blood testing tech firm. Theranos was valued at more than $10 billion in 2014, just prior to the Wall Street Journal revealing shortcomings in the company's core technology. Holmes will need to serve no less than 85% of her 11-year sentence, after which she'll face three years of supervised release, and she'll also have to pay $452 million in restitution to the fraud victims. Yeah, thank you. Uh, sometimes it's difficult to convey emotion in text, and when I saw Alana uh, Boyajin say, oh, I feel so bad for her, I was like, come on, Alana, is that a joke? And then hashtag fraud. Yeah, um, Elizabeth Holmes, a uh, terrible person, lied to many people, stole lots of money, um, narcissistic. I, I think Netflix did a documentary on her. Um, this woman, uh, you know, actually, you know what? I'm reading a book, right? Where is it? I'm reading a book right now called, um, I'm reading a book right now called, uh, fool me once. And I don't know if you guys are interested in this. Um, uh, I don't know if you guys are interested in this, but this book is awesome. Okay. See, I bought it a couple days ago. This book, I'm reading it right now. Uh, Kelly Richmond Pope, who does have a PhD. Uh, she's a forensic accountant. Jim Lund, you'd love this. This is awesome. And the way she breaks it up is it's there's case studies, but she actually kind of categorically defines it. I'm in the perpetrators section right now. And she talks about intentional fraud, um, accidental fraud, and righteous fraud. Uh, and it's it's very, very telling. But what I was going to say, the whole reason I brought this up, and by the way, you're like, how could you accidentally do fraud? If you've ever, uh, you know, like um, build beer, like you go on a work travel trip or something and you get some alcohol and that's not really part of policy, but you still expense it. Or, you know, like, like you know, uh, Amazon sends you like an extra package or something like that. Like there's three things in the box and you only order two and you keep it. That's fraud, Right. Uh, but it's like accidental fraud. You're not really motivated. This right here, uh, intentional fraud. She breaks it down ideologically or um, m mentally speaking, very narcissistic, etc. Elizabeth Holmes demonstrated all this. If you don't know the story about Ther Theranos, Theranos, 
she basically got in deep and then you want to talk about I saw a hashtag slippery slippery slope in chat earlier um with AI. This is slippery slope. This woman got in deep and then she was in she was in too deep and uh she wasn't getting out so she just kind of leaned into it. Um whatever. I I'm I'm pumped about this. This again, this isn't really a cybersecurity story, so kind of a light news day on the cyber front. Uh, but it does give me an opportunity to kind of like flip out a little bit. Uh, but good. This should be a, um, like to me, and this is a little, I don't know why I'm so dark today, but like this to me is the modern day equivalent of taking a criminal and, you know, putting them in a cage outside the front of the city, right? In medieval times to like, be like, do not commit crime in this space because this will happen to you. And here is a visual for all to see. Like Theranos and under Elizabeth Holmes leadership just lied to everybody and stole money. And I mean, it was really, really bad. So 11 years, you know, good. Like let, let people know that this type of behavior, I don't care if you've got like a sick sports club you go to and you drive a wicked nice car, you, you ride in the back of a Maybach because the front has got a driver who's driving you around. I'm watching Succession right now. No spoilers. I'm only episode three. But here's my thing. It's not okay. You're not allowed to commit massive fraud. And it's cool. Like, no one gives you a nod and it's like, ah, it's all right. So, whatever. 11 years actually kind of seems light, if you ask me, for the extent of the fraud she committed. U.S. Supreme Court sex trafficking ruling favors social platforms. The U.S. Supreme Court have snuffed an appeal from victims of child pornography who claimed Reddit Inc. knowingly facilitates and benefits from images of child sexual abuse. The justices ruled that Reddit can't be held liable for violating sex trafficking laws due to a liability shield called Section 230. Earlier this month, the Supreme Court refused to limit the broad liability shield for social media platforms including Twitter, Facebook, and Google. Yeah. Okay, so here's the deal. Uh, I know it's a really polarizing topic. Again, not a cyber story. Um, you drive a Maybach on your side gig? Shout out for pronouncing it. Yeah, Ashley Sweeney, what's up? So um, U.S. Supreme Court. Okay, here's the deal. When you start dealing with CSAM, right, which is an acronym, I, I suggest you go into incognito mode and Google it if you're going to Google it. If you're dealing with CSAM or any type of like sex trafficking, which basically is... <laughs> modern day slavery, um, it's very, very, uh, you know, just deplorable behavior. No one is on board with sex trafficking. No one. Okay. But when you, you look at social media platforms or any technology, right? It could be Reddit. It could be Facebook. It could be group chat on, on Telegram, whatever, right? It could be some, you know, dark web website. Like when you start looking at these technologies and these, um, horrible people are using them to communicate, organize, etc. Um, you begin to like say, okay, like that platform is the problem. They're enabling this type of malicious, harmful behavior. And now the Supreme Court has ruled in 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 basically ruled that that is not the platform's behavior, which by the way, this might be a hot, hot um Hot take. Yeah, exactly. Mark Lauterbach knows what I'm talking about. There's an episode on Darknet Diaries called Hello Video, which which I would caution you, it's not for the it's not an easy episode. I had to listen to it in like 
three different sittings, but it, it's 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 heavy. But you should educate yourself on it. It's it's uh, really well done. Anyways, um, I, I agree with this, right? The platforms are not the problem, right? Like you can't say, hey, we're gonna either a like ban Reddit because you know these predators are using it, right? So no one gets to use it. Like all of the benefits, all of the all of the value. Um, and then you could say, okay, like, let's police it, right? Let's censor, let's find these people. Let's, let's have some committee that decides what's okay and what's not okay. That's another great idea. The problem is it's very obvious to say CCM is inappropriate. We're going to ban that material and these people from, from posting it. But then it's a slippery slope. Cause it's like, oh, well, what about, uh, people who are having like religious hate speech. Well, that's not acceptable either. Well, what about people who are saying that the world is flat, right? Well, that doesn't make any sense. That's, that's, you know, bunk science. So let's ban that. What about people who like the Miami heat? Let's ban that. I mean, again, it starts getting more and more ridiculous, but like, you know, if you, if you slowly boil the frog, right. To use a really terrible metaphor, you don't really see it. It, 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 it ebbs away. Right. So anyways, I, I, I completely understand the Supreme court in this just made the ruling and moved on. They didn't even uh, render an opinion on it, which is telling of how they felt about this. Okay, let's go. Ashley Sweeney, believe me, I'm a Celtics fan. I'm a Celtics fan, which is why I, the heat. Okay. This year's Celtics were totally unlikable, though. I'm just going to leave that there. And now, a word from our sponsor, Barricade Cyber Solutions. Yeah, Barricade. Have you fallen victim to a ransomware attack? Don't worry. Barricade Cyber Solutions has helped thousands of customers in situations just like yours. Their proprietary ransomware recovery services are designed to quickly get your business back on track. Their team of experts will identify the source of the attack and provide a comprehensive solution to prevent it from happening again. You can count on them for the security of your data and systems. Visit barricadecyber.com. All right. I didn't realize the Miami Heat was, uh, I didn't realize that was going to be such a polarizing topic. All right, real quick. Hey, is Bloxy still here? If Bloxy is still here, hold on. Hi, Bloxy. Let's see. I feel like I'm. we're doing the show for Bloxy. Hi, Bloxy. All right, guys. It's the mid-roll every single day on the mid-roll. Justin Gold with the blue badging and the 14-month support. Thanks so much, Justin Gold. All right. Hey, Bloxy and newcomers. Every single day at the mid-roll, we do this. All right, guys. Genuinely appreciate y'all being here this morning, showing up for the show. I want to thank the stream sponsors, Barricade Cyber, XM Cyber, and Panopsi Security. I didn't mention it at the beginning. Panopsi Security is a company run by a good friend of mine named Brandon Poole, a really excellent practitioner. Panopsi Security does a lot of different things, but they offer quantified risk. Hold on. There's no music? Hold on. Hold on. Are you guys hearing the sound effects too? Are you hearing the like straight cash, homie, and catch me if you can? Oh my God. Hold on one second. Ugh audio issues i've been up here playing sound effects been playing sound effects the whole time bloxy's probably like what kind of what are we doing here what's this guy up to all right hold on i'm gonna i'm gonna let's see output device chat hold on one second hold on 
Standby. You can hear the podcast, though, obviously, right? You guys can hear the podcast. Let's see this. Broadcast stream. Audio input. All right, let's try this. Does this work? You guys hear that? You guys hear that? Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. Hey, sound effects. Catch me outside. How about that? No. No. All right. Oh, my God. You hear me and nothing else. Okay. 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 All right. Let's try this one. Ready? How's that? How's that? Catch me outside. How about that? How about that? Can you hear it now? <sighs> All right, hold on one second. Oh, okay. So I'm getting like correct yes, and then I'm getting a bunch of no's. All right, here we go. Okay, hold on. Can you still hear the um? Can you still hear the podcast now? Ready? Hold on one second. Can you hear the music? Can you hear the music now? All right, that's fine. We can adjust the volume later, but you guys can hear the music? Okay, cool, cool, cool. Cool, 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 cool. Okay. Okay. So, Bloxy. <laughs> what we do here is we, we work through audio issues. Okay. Catch me outside. How about that? Yeah, catch me outside. Okay, so we work through some audio issues, and then we do this every day on the mid-roll. Hopefully you guys can hear it. Simple Minds. Don't you forget about me. As I was saying, thank you very much to uh, the stream sponsors. Barricade Cyber. XM Cyber. I'm looking at Mod Chat right now. Uh, Steven Browning, I wish I was that clever. I am wearing a red team shirt today. Okay. Um, Panopsi Cyber, really quickly, guys. Brandon Poole, good friend of mine. He runs the, uh, Panopsi. They do quantified risk assessments. What's a quantified risk assessment, you might ask? Um, a quantified risk assessment is a fact-based, statistically sound assessment of your business's people, process, and technology to uh, evaluate what your cyber risk posture is. If you've ever heard risk appetite, do you have a risk appetite? If you can't quantify that in uh, percentages, the business isn't going to understand. Everybody's going to say, I don't want a lot of risk. But if you say you have a 84% chance of a ransomware incident next year unless you do something about it. That's something the business can make a decision on. They might even say, well, if I gave you $30,000, is that enough to, how much reduction can I get for 30 grand? Or how much reduction can I get if I hire somebody to focus on cybersecurity, right? And that's what a quantified risk assessment is. So check that out. Panopsi Security, uh, panopsi.com, link in the description below. All right, hey, Bloxy, check this out. We have every single day, and today's no different, the hashtag Simply Cyber Community Challenge. Adrian Harris, I believe. Yeah, Adrian Harris is currently holding the baton. Great post. I saw it this morning. I actually connected with a couple new people who were in the comments that I was not a first-level connection with. So thanks for uh, connecting with me on LinkedIn. Adrian, please tag somebody with... Hey, oh, there she is. Uh, tag somebody with the baton, please, and... 
let's keep the chain going. Simply Cyber Community Challenge, I would ask you to go on to LinkedIn, find the hashtag Simply Cyber Community Challenge, and uh, post in the comments, read the people's stories. It's a way to build your professional network with uh, meaningful connections in our cybersecurity community. It's going to be really, really great. So Adrian Harris is tagging Soulshine. Has Soulshine done it before? I don't think so. All right. So nice job, uh, Adrian Harris. Again, great job. And Soulshine, let us know. Here, I'll tell you if Soulshine's here. Yeah, Soulshine. All right. All right, guys. Alexandra, the challenge, it's a social professional networking challenge. You go online to LinkedIn, you search for the hashtag Simply Cyber Community Challenge and uh, connect to the people on it. Um, L. Scott Munoz, ask me a jaw jacking and I'll explain what's going on with the, um, the newsletter. Really quick guys, I wanna share this with you while we've got just a second. Um, starting today and every other Wednesday, Myself and Virginia Case, who is an expert in marketing, are going to be doing a limited run eight episode podcast called Market Your Cyber Self. And each episode is going to have a very focused, deliberate um, topic. And it's going to be 30 minutes. It's going to be tight. And uh, it starts today. It's going to be eight ways cyber pros can stand out online. Again, Virginia Case is going to be driving this. It's eight episodes only. I will be making it available on your podcast app of choice, but I hope you can join us live in chat. 30 minutes is going to go wicked quick, okay? So come check it out. I, I'm super pumped for this initiative. It's, again, every other Wednesday, 1 o'clock. It runs right into um, Red Siege's Wednesday Offensive, which is why I'm wearing my uh, Atomic Red Team um, shirt today. Also, I've got a premiere later today uh, on... ChatGPT helping you find a job. This episode, just to preface it, this episode's okay. It's not my favorite, but you know, we'll, we'll it'll. We got two more episodes with ChatGPT, and then we're pivoting on the channel. All right, let's keep rolling. Android apps install Trojan over 400 million times. Security researchers have discovered a new Android malware called SpinOK, which is distributed as an advertisement SDK across multiple apps. SpinOK leverages mini-games that lead to daily rewards to spark user interest. However, the malware also exfiltrates private videos, images, and documents stored on user devices. The malware can also modify clipboard functionality code to steal account passwords and credit card data or hijack crypto payments. The Trojan also checks Android sensor data to confirm that it's not running in a sandboxed environment. Google Play once housed many of the apps containing SpinOK, which has been collectively downloaded over 421 million times. Yeah, I mean that's a really good way to. Um, that's a really good way to. Um, you know, here's the thing, guys. Especially on Android, you really got to be careful on what you're downloading. I know it's fun to just download apps, download apps. But like, instead of threat actors tricking you by sending you a phishing email to download malware, all they do is put some stupid like Candy Crush ripoff or some roulette um, slot machine ripoff game 
and you'll download it for them. You'll get pop-ups. Hey, this, this app's trying to do stuff. This app's trying to look at your calendar. This app's trying to download all of your information. And you're, and people are just like blissfully like, yes, okay, accept it. Uh, I don't have time to read this. You love, uh, right? So first of all, good on the threat actors, right? It's deplorable. But again, thinking, thinking objectively, very interesting tech technique for getting people to install malware. The app has been downloaded 420 million times, nearly half a billion. So that's a lot of people giving up their, their data, their information. It's got file extra exfiltration functionality. It doesn't even say this, but I'm sure that they're getting some type of like advertiser uh, money uh, for people playing this thing as well, which is just, you know, cream on top of the cake. Um, this is not, this is not, um, isolated to the let's spin mini games. It looks like it's also installed in this video editor, a file transfer solution here. Oh my God. Look at all these things. Here's the thing. Google's doing a decent job of cleaning up their app store, but you can download from anywhere. And unfortunately, um, it, you know, it, it's very difficult for normal end users to be able, even, it, you know, people like us, it's very difficult to identify if your phone or your device is doing something weird unless you actually um, put it in a lab and actually look at it. Now, the final thing I'll share about this, since it's been a really light um, cybersecurity day, here is something that you may not know. I'm talking to you, um, Bloxy, okay? You may not know this, okay? But malware, right? Like this particular piece of malware, it it does it 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 pulls your data off your phone and sends it to the bad guy. Okay, no problem. Well, that's just the functionality of the malware. You have to remember that more advanced malware, not only do they write the code in a very difficult to read way, it's called obfuscation. This is a technique that makes it difficult for security researchers who discover it to analyze what it is doing. Now, this is if you want to learn more about this, um, it's called anti-analysis uh, techniques, anti-analysis techniques. And essentially, threat actors will implement additional functionality into their malware that makes it very difficult for analysts to analyze it. And in this particular instance, they mentioned that the malware will read the... Um, the, the, um, oh my God, the uh, freaking, um, the sensors. Thank you, Jerry. The, the, uh, the, the malware will read the sensors on the phone. It doesn't need to read the sensors for any real reason around data exfiltration. No, it reads the sensors to verify that there are sensors and that the phone is moving in some capacity. Why, Jerry? Well, because if you create a sandbox, right, on on your Windows machine or in a VM somewhere, those sensors don't exist, right? So when it's when you're analyzing it in a sandbox to see what it does, if the malware checks to see what the sensors are doing and there are no sensors, the, the malware can identify that it's being analyzed and it can take some other course of action. Maybe not deploy any malicious functionality, maybe delete itself, maybe, I don't know, a million things, right? This is anti-analysis techniques. We have seen many different methods of anti-analysis techniques. Some are more common, some are uncommon. But if you are interested in digital forensics, if you are interested in security research, malware analysis, 
this is a technique you should be very familiar with and actually like look into because it's very common uh, with the more advanced threat actors. The human factor fuels industrial APT attacks. Kaspersky has issued a report identifying the primary factors contributing to advanced persistent threat attacks in industrial sectors. The first is the absence of isolation in operational technology networks, which can allow attackers to better manage malware traffic. The report also highlights disgruntled employees and contractors, as well as those accessing OT networks without adequate attention to information security measures as a significant driver of cyber criminal activities in industrial settings. Finally, the report asserts that outdated, misconfigured, and unpatched systems contribute to exacerbating the spread of security threats. Yeah, George, don't, <clears throat> George is right. You can simulate the sensors, but you'd have to know that it's checking for those sensors. Um, okay, so <clears throat> Kasper, Kaspersky releases a report. Um, Kaspersky, okay, like with all due respect, I guess this is just reinforcing what we already know. They're saying in OT networks, um, humans are a major threat. Like, okay. Like this is the human factor remains significant driver of cyber criminal activities. Yes, obviously. Okay. Um, just if you work in an environment, I don't care if it's OT, if it's healthcare, if it's manufacturing humans, there's a reason we have a Carl sound effect. Literally that sound effect is an encapsulation of humans making poor choices on your network. They say in the story here, remote admin tools like TeamViewer or AnyDesk are intended to be temporary, go unnoticed. Yes, this is called unmanaged infrastructure, also referred to commonly as shadow IT. Listen, I've had a I've worked at a company where, you know, they had this engineer who was amazing. He worked seven days a week, 10 hour days. The business loved him. The guy was basically working for free, like a like a full-time FTE extra for free right well they wanted him to be you know frictionless right so he sets up his own remote access solution so he can remote in from home on the weekend so he doesn't have to drive in that's totally not okay you cannot just set up remote access because guess what criminals can find those things quite easily all right don't think that we're too small they'll never find it threat actors and security researchers are scanning the internet there is a finite number of IP addresses, 1.1.1 or 0.0.0.0 .0 .0 .0 .0 up to 255, 255, 255, 255. Just enumerate over those, rinse and repeat, right? You can write a script to do it. And please chat, yes, I know 0.0.0, .0, .0 and 255 times four are not addressable. I get it, okay? But my point is that's the, that's the um, scope, right? So don't think that you're not gonna get found um, and this is actually why we need to do things like vulnerability scanning, uh, exposure management, exposure management, why you want to do something like Shodan monitor. If you don't know what Shodan is, I'm going to drop it in chat. You should absolutely be familiar with it. Okay. So like, thanks for the report Kaspersky. Um, but in my opinion, not adding a terrible amount of value because I mean, I guess if you don't know, now you know, right? But, uh, you know, Kaspersky. Catch me outside, how about that? Yeah, and now it's time for... I'm going to run that button that out. WordPress edition. Automatic, the company behind the open source WordPress content management system, has begun force installing security patches for the Jetpack WordPress plugin. 
Jetpack has over 5 million active installs and provides free security, performance, and website management features. The critical flaw, which allows for manipulation of any WordPress files, is now addressed in Jetpack version 12.1.1. Meanwhile, another WordPress plugin called Gravity Forms is vulnerable to unauthenticated PHP object injection, which could lead to arbitrary file access, data exfiltration, and code execution. Gravity Forms is a custom form builder website currently used by over 930,000 customers, including Airbnb, ESPN, Nike, NASA, Penn State, and UNICEF. The vendor has fixed the issue in version 2.7.4. All right, really quickly, WordPress, wildly popular. Oh, you know, the um, plugins notoriously, um, you know, introducing exposure, attack surface. Jetpack is a wicked popular one. This is a bit of a um, uh, this is a bit of a salacious take, right? So Jetpack um, or either yeah, I think it's Jetpack or WordPress, whatever it was, are forcing installations. Okay, so here's the thing: I'm actually for this. Okay, a lot of people wouldn't be for this. Here is the reality. Okay, you run a business. Your business relies on a website whatever like let's make a you know alex goodwin is selling um meat pies okay online meat pies because alex goodwin is in australia okay he's got georgie pies for days they're delicious okay and we can order them online and alex goodwin is firing these things shipping internationally his whole business relies on being able to ship meat pies internationally this he he has this plugin on his uh website jetpack right Jetpack forces the installation and it breaks Alex Goodwin's website because he's got some legacy thing that he needs and it breaks and now Alex Goodwin's business is down, okay? This is why forcing patches and pushing them are not okay. Now, let's flip the flip the coin. Alex Goodwin has a website that's running this vulnerable version of Jetpack and He's like, oh, I've got all these critical dependencies that are going to break. I'll do it later, okay? I'll do it after the busy season. I'll do it after the summer. Everybody's ordering up these Georgie pies all summer. It's my busy season. Okay, I'm going to do it in September. Oh, wait, I got to get ready for uh, the holiday season. I'll do it after that. Oh, it's 2024. I just don't have time. Oh, oh, do you see what's happening? He never patches it, okay? Now, meat pies, maybe not a big deal, but let's say Georgie um, is actually connected to like some, uh, you know, food truck coalition. And now you get into his box and you laterally move. And now, now you know, I move from his place uh, to the food coalition and then, you know, whatever. Like I take over that and then I move into Google because Google owns the food coalition because they do food truck roundups on Thursday. What, whatever. It's it's a silly scenario, but my point is businesses will always come up with excuses to push it down the road because it's not impacting business operations in its current state, even though it's absolutely critical to fix it. So for Jetpack to push it automatically, they must have really felt that this was a massive issue and people weren't patching and they needed to. So I'm on board with this. If you run WordPress, you need to keep your plugins clean. So remove ones you're not using, which is another massive issue. People will install plugins left, right, and center because they're like, oh, look at the buttons, look at the gloss, look at all this. And then they're like, I don't actually like it. And then they just like disable it, but they don't remove it, right? Or, or they just don't even disable it. 
So keep your attack surface clean, manage your plugins, be mindful you could get a broken website because of this jetpack push. Lawyer cited six fake cases made up by ChatGPT. Lawyer Stephen Schwartz of the firm Levadow is in trouble after admitting he used ChatGPT to help write court filings that cited six non-existent cases invented by the AI tool. Schwartz provided excerpts from his ChatGPT queries to show that the tool did indeed verify the bogus cases as being real. Schwartz expressed regret for using AI to supplement his research and vowed to verify the authenticity of AI-produced content going forward. Federal Judge Kevin Castle, who presided over the Schwartz case, called the circumstances unprecedented and said Schwartz and his firm will need to show cause for why they should not be sanctioned. Yeah, how about potentially losing your right to practice law? Dude, like this is, first of all, like, yes, you can use ChatGPT for many things. The fact that this individual did not fact check anything and did up to six cases. And I, and like, I, I actually, um, when I was setting this up, this was the last story. So I had it up. So I kind of scanned it a little bit. Like this individual um, <coughs> included opinions that ChatGPT wrote up, included links to other cases that were references that were also made up. So this lawyer should absolutely be held accountable. This is this is um, a, uh, an injustice um, of the legal system. And for this dude to be like, oh, yeah, just I'll chat GPT and then I'll, I'll go get, you know, lunch at Dorsey is like, get out of here. That was a American Psycho deep cut if you're uh, a fan of American Psycho. Anyways, um, this isn't good. You got to be mindful of these things. I hope this judge sets a new precedent for punishing these lawyers. Now, I don't need, I don't think they need to go to jail or anything, but they should be put on some type of like, they should be held accountable. This is not acceptable. Okay. All right. I'm going to just run really quickly on that one because I have a couple things I want to share. Um, let me do, do, do. All right. Really quickly, y'all. If you were here just for the news, stay with me for just one minute. In a couple minutes, we will be premiering a brand new video on the channel. Uh, every Wednesday at 9 a.m., I release a new video right after the show ends. Uh, this is the, uh, I think, fifth out of six total ChatGPT videos or AI videos I've been doing. Ne uh, next week's will be, um, well, maybe not next week. We've got one about how to basically get paid more at your work having ChatGPT do the heavy lifting for you, right? Like basically... Uh, negotiate an offer letter in a competitive way. But come check this out. Like I said, this isn't the best one, uh, but I, I think this is a good one. Uh, oh yeah, the video next week we have is how to have ChatGPT be a, um, like prep you for a job interview. And the results are amazing. I think you're gonna be stunned when you see that video. That video is already produced um, and it's ready to go up on the channel. I just, I haven't scheduled it yet, um, but it'll be next Wednesday. Join us at 1 p.m. today, 1 p.m. today for a live limited series podcast on marketing your cyber self. Eight episodes. Today is the first one. You don't want to miss it. Virginia Case has a amazing wealth of knowledge. As much as I love cybersecurity, that's how Virginia feels about marketing. And she's very knowledgeable on how individuals can market themselves. Guys, I'd love to think that we live in a meritocracy and like if you work the hardest you get the the just rewards for that hard work but in reality hard work does matter 
But if no one sees you doing the hard work, it, it's not going to do anything, right? The smartest person in school doesn't necessarily get the best job when they graduate, right? Michael Fink, what's up? Super chat. Yeah, motivation, baby. Thanks uh, for the super chat, Michael. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. Uh, Curious Spectre, you'll have to uh, just Google uh, 1 p.m. Eastern to UK, uh, you know. So, uh, so, but come join us, please, and uh, have a good time. We will do a little Q&A, but it is only 30 minutes, so it's going to be wicked fast. Um, here, let's just do this for Curious uh, Spectre. 1 p.m. EST to UK time. Let's see. 6 p.m. tonight, okay? That's how we do that. So come join us. Uh, we got the live stream dropping in just a few minutes. So I will stay here with you guys and Jaw Jack just for a hot minute. If you were just here for the news, uh, thank you very much. I wish you uh, a very wonderful Wednesday. It's hump day, so we're halfway through the week. And um, come back tomorrow at 8 a.m. We've got a, another great show. Oh, and by the way... Um, Tomorrow afternoon, if you are going to be going to security conferences this uh, season and uh, you want to know how to max them out, join us tomorrow at 4.30 where we're going to be joined by Base Case, Deb the Deb, and DJ BSEC who are all seasoned uh, cybersecurity community professionals and have been to many, many conferences and will tell you how... You might think, like, what what's there to do? I just buy a ticket and show up. Yeah, maybe, but do you go to all the briefings? Do you go to the vendor hall? Did you pack the right shoes? When are you going to eat? Do, where's your hotel in relation to where the conferences are? Do you know about the after parties? Where are you going to have dinner? Who are you going to have dinner with? How do you max out your networking? I got this shirt at a cyber conference. How do you get a bunch of merch for free? Or do you want to carry around a heavy backpack full of stuff for 8 to 10 hours? How often do you go back to the hotel room? Do you take naps? Do Like... There's a million questions that need answers in order to max out your experience. And these three are going to be dropping knowledge bombs like it's, um, I don't know, an intellectual world war. Okay, so come come join us tomorrow for that. I have so much content on the channel, it's redonkulous. I am, uh, I'm definitely um, pushing, pushing it hard here at Simply Cyber. I want to say shout out to Bloxy, uh, Bloxy with... Uh, Hope you come back. Today's cybersecurity headlines, but don't oh, forget to join us. Hold on. For a Get out of here with that noise. All right. Yeah, the shooting the machine guns in the desert. There is that. I typically don't leave the strip. <laughs> um, let's get rid of this too. All right. Um, somebody asked me about the newsletter. I think L. Scott Munoz. Um, I put a pause on the newsletter. Um, it became very. All right, good, Bloxy. Tell a friend. Bring a friend with you next time. Um, here's the thing. The newsletter, uh, I was I was doing I did it for over a year, so I hope people got value. I just needed to take a pause on it. Um, you know, it, it like, I work seven days a week, right? Uh, Simply Cyber requires a lot of effort, and I have a full-time job, and I teach, and I have a family that I care about <laughs> quite a bit. So... I, I had something I had to give, and uh, the newsletter is what I'm putting a pause on, right? So that's what happened with that, okay? Yeah, exactly, Anna. Um, Huey Lewis in the news. I like their early... All right, so uh, 
Elite Gunslinger knows American Psycho. I, I like their early stuff, but four was their most accomplished album, right? Simply Cybercon, yep. So if you want, Simply Cybercon is happening. Um, that's a conference that I'm organizing with uh, help from some great people. Um, this will be November 8th, 11 a.m., virtual. You'll want to come check it out. All about good times. All right. Where are we at on this? Uh... All right, guys. The preview's up. Be good. I'll see you guys in a minute. See you over at the premiere. Everybody, I hope you enjoyed that content. Keep the cybersecurity train going by connecting with the other Simply Cyber community resources. We have the Discord server that's lively and always keeps the conversation going. You can connect with me directly on LinkedIn. And also every single weekday morning on the Simply Cyber channel, we're doing live daily cyber threat briefings, 8 a.m. Eastern time, as well as Thursday at 4.30 p.m. We're doing live stream interviews with industry experts and we produce videos that we push out every Wednesday morning. I'm Jerry from Simply Cyber. I hope you enjoyed the content and we'll see you in the next one. One.